Hello pirates! I've been away for some time, but I'm back now. Excuse me, I've been a bit busy these days. Welcome to Life Treasures, the podcast that will make you levitate in soft waves of inspiration and joy. I very much hope so. Let me start this episode with three beautiful treasures. I'm going to recommend you a wonderful song, a great theater play, and a philosophical encounter. Then I'm going to leave you with a song that I recommended, and then I'm going to come back to you to introduce another wonderful Mexican writer. So uh, let me start with a song. This is one of my favorite musicians, actually. It is a song by Bob Dylan, which was actually made public on April 17, 2020. So it's a very recent song. It's a song that is going to be included in his new album. Bob Dylan is releasing a new album, which is going to be available very soon. They are releasing some of the songs of that album, some of the singles. And this one is delightful. The name is I Contain Multitudes. And this reminds me of my favorite poet, one of my favorite poets, Fernando Pessoa, who used to say, Tienes que ser plural, como el universo. I Contain Multitudes by Bob Dylan. You will listen a fragment of the song later on here at Life Treasures, I very much recommend that you listen to it. It's beautiful, it's deep, it's got that amazing writing that Bob Dylan has always impregnated in his songs. And it is it is it is just like perfect for these times of COVID-19. Secondly, I want to recommend to you a wonderful experience. It's, it is more than a theater play. It is called The Encounter. And it is kind of a performance that was recorded in the Barbican Center some time ago. And now they are resuscitating this performance in these times of confinement. It is inspired by a book, the book Amazon Beaming by Pedro Popescu. And it is performed by Simon McBurney, who traces the journey of a National Geographic photographer in the depths of the Amazon forest, exposing his encounter with indigenous tribes 
of the Amazon forest, but in a very amazing and like integral way. Like they incorporate the new technology of 3D sound in headphones so that you feel every movement, every softness, every sound, every animal, every uh, breeze of the jungle, and it is captivating. So please don't forget to listen to this with good headphones. Just Google the encounter and you just add Complicité, which is the platform, the organization that is promoting this show. If you Google the encounter Complicité and if you want to add Simon McBurney, you will have it. It is there and I am launching this call because it is going to be available until the 25th of May. So uh, we, we, we don't have a lot of time for that. So if you can just rush right now and try to listen to this. It's about one hour show and it's, it's wonderful. It will really make you uh, melt. Thirdly, I want to recommend you that you listen to Anthony Hopkins, the actor, playing the piano and answering to questions live. It is one of the most beautiful moments I have actually lived and experienced in these 69 days of confinement. It is wonderful. He is playing the piano. His cat is on top of the grand piano and uh, they are asking questions to him and he's replying and you realize that Anthony Hopkins is a great philosopher and his music, his piano, his right hand are frankly astonishing. So these are my three first recommendations my three first treasures of the night. I'm going to leave you with the song by Bob Dylan, a fragment of the song by Bob Dylan. And then I'm going to come back to introduce another wonderful Mexican writer. And I'm going to leave you with the reading of one of his short stories. I'm so happy to be back. Wonderful to to be with you, my dear pirates, wherever you are in the world. I'm here in Paris. It is almost night and it's a very soft, soft light. I have the Eiffel Tower on my left. On the right, I have the Peninsula Hotel and this looks like an opera setting. I send you all my love, the best energies, and I wish you well. I hope you are keeping safe and keeping in touch with each other. Listen to this bit of the song of Bob Dylan. 
health and happiness. Hello Pirates, I'm back. Mario Lopez Roldan speaking. I hope you liked that tune by Bob Dylan. Um, this is uh, Life Treasures and we are closing tonight's episode. Uh, Bob Dylan was one of, has been, he's still alive of course, one of my best teachers. And um, I'm going to leave you with a short story which uh, is about teaching and about the need to reform and refresh and rethink education. Certainly, if I had children now, I would be very hesitant to put them in any school, uh, considering the way teachers teach in average schools. Um, so this is a very short story by one of my favorite Mexican philosophers, life philosophers. In fact, he's my father, and I have asked him to read one of his short stories from, from, from one of his books. Um, uh, and he did, and it's very nice, and it's very uh, provoking. Uh, it is definitely a revolution in teaching and educating, uh, but it's very uh, well uh, written and it's, uh, it's soft, it's philosophical, it's, uh, it's a tale, it's a short tale. Uh, so I leave you with the short story with the title, The Teacher's Metaphor. This is a present, a treasure for all my Spanish-speaking audience. Uh, and I promise that the next one is going to be in English. Uh, but this one, uh, it's in Spanish, read by Mario Lopez Espinosa, the author of the, of the tale and of the book, and uh, my father, uh, uh, one of my favorite life philosophers. I leave you with La Metáfora del Maestro, and I see you in the next episode of Life Treasures. This is Mario Lopez Roldan speaking, and it's been a pleasure again to be with all of you. Take care, keep safe, keep in touch with the people you love, and remember, the best is coming. La metáfora del maestro Me han dicho que usted es un especialista en metáforas, maestro Pues verá usted En esta escuela Las cosas son un poquitillo diferentes Aquí el buen profesor Es como un buen arquitecto que no construye Pero que adiestra Orienta estimula y supervisa a los alumnos para que sean ellos quienes diseñen y ejecuten la obra. Todos nosotros 
la planta docente a la que usted aspira a integrarse. Aceptamos que el verbo educar no es un verbo transitivo en el que el sujeto que ejecuta la acción es el maestro y el complemento directo que la recibe es el alumno, sino un verbo reflexivo en el que el estudiante se forma a sí mismo, con la guía, asesoría y respaldo, eso sí, del catedrático. Estamos convencidos de que el educando es el protagonista principal del proceso y que es el aprendizaje el que activa la enseñanza y no viceversa. Sabemos bien que nadie aprende nada que no quiera aprender. Su misión sería motivarlos y apoyarlos para que sean ellos los arquitectos de un mañana que usted no podría siquiera imaginar. Ellos son los que deben proyectar la obra, decidir sobre la fortaleza de las columnas, seleccionar los materiales y diseñar el inmueble. Su encomienda, maestro, sería apoyarlos, apuntalarlos, aconsejarlos y aportar su experiencia y conocimientos para que sus decisiones estén debidamente fundamentadas para que caminen con seguridad creciente en los andamios, para que los pisos, los techos, los muros, las cúpulas, las torres, los terminados, formen una solución integral y armónica en ese palacio que habrán de inventar y que será para ustedes conocido. Deberá orientarlos en el cómo, pero serán ellos los que definan el qué. Ellos sabrán de seleccionar entre las opciones. El conocimiento preciso de las propiedades del cemento, la arcilla, el barro, el ladrillo y el adobe será sin duda indispensable en la construcción sólida de la obra. Pero la edificación en sí debe ser con exclusividad de ellos. Su cometido concluirá satisfactoriamente una vez que los estudiantes ya no lo necesiten para actuar con fundamento e inteligencia al ejercer, sin intromisión alguna, su plena libertad de ser y de construir. En este colegio, maestro, no formamos empleados, espectadores ni inquilinos. Aquí apoyamos la formación de emprendedores, actores y constructores. Por cierto, los alumnos asisten a las clases cuando quieren y permanecen el tiempo que ellos decidan sin que medie sanción alguna. Lo cual no deja de ser muy positivo también porque ya no es necesario perder tiempo pasando lista. Debo confesarle que nos preocupan más los cimientos y la estructura que las fachadas y los acabados. Debo también aclararle que una de las directrices de nuestro sistema establece que los profesores hablan poco. Son los escolares los que hablan mucho. 
Ay, ah, y los estudiantes no le dicen maestro ni le hablan de usted, sino que le llaman por su primer nombre y le dan del tú. Como le había dicho, esta escuela es un poquitillo diferente, pero lo veo un poco apesumbrado, preocupado y boquiabierto, maestro. ¿Será usted capaz de asumir esta responsabilidad? 